Welcome, Welcome to the Best Friends Best Ideas Podcast with your best friends, Adrian Suzuki Cruz and Jen Amos. And, and yes, yes, we really are best friends and have been for 20 years now living coast to coast. Together, we are excited to share the best ideas on how to sustain healthy relationships with your best friend or anyone you care about. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey, best friend. How are you? I just wanted to share with you a new idea that I was doing while I was running in the gym. Like I say, I take Skillshare courses. I love Skillshare. There's a lot of courses that you could take from marketing to sales to pretty much anything. And the one I'm actually taking, I think pretty much relates to a lot of things that we're doing now. And it's a course with Guy Kawasaki. And I know we both talked about how much we love Canva.com. And so, and that we both used it in everything that we do when it comes to the marketing and creating some nice templates, whatever you're looking to design. And if you're, if listeners, if you have never used Canva.com, be sure to check it out. It's free to use unless you're trying to do more artsy stuff, but it's really fun and easy to learn. But yeah, so Guy Kawasaki is a uh, venture capitalist and he also did this Skillshare course called Art of Start, Turning Ideas into High Growth Business. So yes, I know that with Skillshare, you do have to have an account, but I'm sharing an idea here. So if you guys are already using Skillshare.com, definitely check out this course, but I'm not here to promote just the course. I'm here to promote the idea that I really like in here. And I wanted to share with you, best friend, because especially that part where it says turning our best ideas into high growth business. So there's a lot of topics here. It's pretty much a grand view of like, you know, have a high growth business. And so there's a lot of ideas that I really took away from listening to the courses here. But there is a course title in there, which is called Tell Your Story. Again, it's tell your story. And what I really liked about this one is so Bill Reichart is also the the one who is uh, co-hosting in a sense with, with Guy Kawasaki in this Skillshare course. And he's also a venture capitalist studying Stanford, all the good stuff, you know. And so he used to work for a company where they did a lot of digital teaching kids kind of situations. So like, uh, like Reader Rabbit and all those other good courses. So he was working for the learning company. And he was just telling us, like his the, the the students that are watching this course, like myself, where everything is about. It's kind of that grand idea of: do you sell on? Do you buy on emotion, or do you buy on being rational? You know, and most people think that rational meaning logic, like oh yeah, as long as it's like priced correctly and this and and that, like you will just go ahead and. And buy it when in actuality, most people and still to this day is they buy on emotion first before they buy on logic. And how he told his story was, again, this is about telling your story. How it relates is because the grand scheme of telling your story is sales and marketing. And so how do you do sales and marketing? Is it just data and then it's so compelling that you buy it because of logic or is it about emotion? And so he basically tells a quick story about how he was part of the learning company 
and he was with the group of other uh, venture capitalists, and they were watching second graders play soccer, and they all used the different, like, Reader Rabbit type digital learning devices and but they're just playing soccer and then after it's done the teacher's like hey look at those men over there those nice men in the suit and ties um go and talk to them they're actually from the learning company and they know what it means and so they all ran to them and he was part of it bill was there and they said thank you thank you and so they realized that their cause and their mission was helping these kids. And so their hearts just melted and it was just great. So, yeah. So he was just saying like, when you're doing any kind of business, like you have to tell your story and it's, you know, he was saying that it's, it comes from the basis of love, you know? So emotions has, there's a very variety of emotions, but love is one of them that you should really tailor when you're doing your story. But he always says that there's actually two types of extremes there's the engineer who tells a story where it's just all about data. This has 1.2 users, blah, 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 blah. And then the other side are where they're just overly emotional. So it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to change the world. And it's that's why this is, we're creating this and da, 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 da. da. And so it's really like he was just saying, you're going to have to find a, an in-between point of the emotion and the logic. You kind of have to have both. And he puts a good point about like Tesla. He's saying Tesla is actually technology and beauty combined. And so how it saves fossil fuel and, you know, that gas and electricity. So that's where it went towards that. So it's a high, had a higher mission to it. And then the same about this other um, company called Tom Shoes, where they, for every shoe that they, they get, they give away a shoe. And so basically, so when you're telling your story, what is your bigger mission? So I know I threw a lot at you, best friend. It's a great idea because I think, you know, even with this, where we hope that our listeners, everybody, we hope that sustaining relationships is something really important to you. I think it's important for everyone. And there's just so much impact that that, that can happen when you do stay connected with those you love. So yeah, uh, best friend, let me know what you think. And listeners, if you have anything else to comment, uh, we look forward to hearing from you. So thanks, best friend. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, best friend. I am so, so, so happy that once again, Skillshare has come in and shared a new idea or has inspired you with a new idea. And I think in between us, you are definitely more of the idea collector. And I'm more of like, oh, tell me your ideas. I'm very interested in hearing them and see how they apply to my life. And of course, I hope that in everything that you share, it applies to our listeners' lives as well. And so I am very well aware of Guy Kawasaki. As you mentioned, he's a venture capitalist and he was involved with making Canva and which is such an incredible platform that even I use today. And so I've been using it for years actually. And so I actually pay the annual fee just because I know like it's one of those platforms that I just can't not use. (laughs) So all that being said, I was listening to you talk about the art of start turning ideas into a high growth business. And so I think it was really interesting how you said that this lesson that Guy Kawasaki was sharing, it was about telling your story. And 
and asking that question, do consumers buy on emotion or do they buy rationally? And I've actually learned, and I think, you know, you had mentioned this yourself, that people buy on emotion. And there's a book I read some time ago, and it stated that people aren't necessarily rational. They are rationalizing. And what does that mean? It means that when they make a gut decision, when they make an emotional decision, it's after the fact that they rationalize why they made that decision. And so I do believe that people buy on emotion. And whether we want to admit it or not, we are all like sensitive, emotional beings more than we would really like to admit because in our world, you know, really showing your true emotion, it could be a sign of vulnerability or weakness or what have you. However, you know, it's not to say that like we still are emotional beings and we do make emotional decisions and we rationalize those decisions after the fact, especially if we now have stake in that decision kind of like buying a house or buying a car, any big purchase. It's like you can't always necessarily go back on your decision. And so you have to rationalize why you bought that house in that particular neighborhood, you know, why you bought that car kind of thing. And so that's my belief is that people are not rational. They're rationalizing. We are emotional, you know, imperfect, sensitive beings first. And, you know, it's society that makes us have to be rational or justify the decisions that we make. And so I also love how you shared that what you learned from this lesson that when you're doing business, you have to tell your story because it comes from a basis of love, like storytelling comes from a basis of love. And I've always known the phrase facts tell, but stories sell. But I never really heard it from that take. It's like, why do stories sell? Well, because it comes from a basis of love. It comes from, you know, a place of emotion and sensitivity and realness and what it really means to be human. We make emotional decisions. We make human decisions because we're not robots. (laughs) We're not robots. Like we're not Siri. We're not Alexa. We're not Sam. We are human beings. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, and this is, again, this is something I learned from one of my previous readings is that humans are logical and emotional, but probably more emotional than logical. And you're right. It's like we have to, in the work that we do, we have to find that balance between, you know, logic and emotion when it comes to telling a story. I'll give you an example. You know, the work that I do working in personal finance, my colleagues are typically very logical when it comes to talking about, you know, money and savings and long-term financial planning and stuff like that. And they'll talk about, hey, if you invest now, if you save now, you're going to make so much more in the long run. And the thing is, the truth is that although the numbers are the numbers, if you just make it about the numbers, then people are always going to look for like the cheaper solution, for example. But if you add emotion, if you say like, when you invest in this, you are not just making more money in the future, you're buying your time back. You're buying your time back to be with your family, to be with your loved ones, or to just be with yourself again and rediscover who you are. Now, are people going to choose like, oh, is this cheaper? Or are they going to choose yeah, I want to buy my time back. Right. And it's all about like adding that emotion. And so I actually am kind of like the chief emotional officer, (laughs) CEO. Hey, I just totally made that up. I am the chief emotional officer of my company. And, you know, with all the things that my colleagues tend to share, I always like to make sure we add a story or we add some heart or we add some visual 
to best represent like what do these numbers really mean if we actually play it out in real life so i completely agree with the whole like when you're doing your business you have to tell your story or even just tell a story it doesn't have to be your story because people do connect on story you know the basis of like like guy kawasaki said you know the basis of storytelling is is love that's really what it comes down to that that human that real human connection um, that we have with one another that that's what makes us human not robots right and so anyway i love this idea i love that you shared it very curious to hear your thoughts on what i have shared so far and you know it's my hope that yes actually a good example for our show is that you are sharing these logical ideas and you're tying in the emotion of like well why do these ideas matter well it's so that you can sustain healthy relationships and loving relationships with people you care about. So I think that I think we're doing a good job so far, best friend, with, you know, sharing these ideas and also adding like the heart, the reason behind like why it's so important that we share these ideas and have these exchange of ideas with one another. So very curious what your thoughts are, obviously, to our listeners. If this resonates with you in any way, we'd love to hear from you. Listen to the outro of this episode to know how you can get a hold of us. And we look forward to hearing from you. But best friend, I'll take it back to you. Really curious to hear what your thoughts are now. Hey, best friend. I'm really glad that you liked the Skillshare course that was taught by Guy Kawasaki and Bill Reichart. I just want to point out that since this course is kind of split into two different segments, Bill Reichart was the one that was sharing this part of the story. Guy, Guy Kawasaki was the one that was kind of doing more of the making meaning, which is on one of our previous audios. So be sure to hear that. But yeah, Bill Reichart was other venture capitalists who was sharing the story about uh, the learning company and how to, you know, tell a story and how people buy more on emotion than they do rational or logic. And first I want to say, yeah, I appreciate every feedback that you've given. It's, uh, you know, at least with Guy Kawasaki, you know, he, since he made Canva.com, just on that part, I use Canva a lot as well. So I'm kind of curious what you'd use Canva for on your side, because I was just using it for basic, like, you know, template designs. But for my work, where I need to make a simple data sheet or something like that. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious on what you would like to use it for, too. But on another note, I did also want to comment on a fun note where you said that you were the chief emotional officer, the CEO. You definitely need to coin that if it's not out there. <laughs> I think that's really cool. I think like, you know, with LinkedIn, everyone's trying to put something like, oh, I'm I'm a fitness guru or something along the lines of something that's not very traditional, like a sales representative, you know, so <laughs> a chief emotional officer is really cool. I think even Guy Kawasaki, I think he calls himself the chief evangelist evangelist officer, you know, for someone who's investing into like with the Canva. I think he's, he promotes the idea heavily. There, There's a whole thing around that too. You should definitely check that out and help me clarify it. But that's really cool. But I just wanted to say that you being the chief emotional officer in your work, when it comes with all the financial things that you guys are offering is really, really, really cool. I did want to point out where you were mentioning about how 
I did like when you said when people buy, yes, human beings are usually going to be buying or just in general think emotionally first than they do rational. They do, you know, logically. And when you said that, like, let's say after they bought something, they're usually, you know, first they bought it from emotion, but afterwards they're rationalizing what they've done. <laughs> and I think to kind of add to that is... Uh, it's the whole concept of buyer's remorse, you know, that's where it came from, you know, because you, oh, I bought this new video game, you know, that I've been waiting forever to play. And then, then you play like the first, like, you know, hour of it and you're like, you know, it's not as fun as I thought it was going to be. Now I can't return it because I already opened the box and, and now it's like, you know, you're, you're, you know, that's a small version of a buyer's remorse, obviously, but like a buying a house, obviously, is a huge investment. And like how you said, what proposing to someone, well, you know, hopefully that is a person that you're love of your life or someone that you really want to be with for a long time, because otherwise, you know, still though, there is always going to be, it's just a natural human tendency to everything that you buy or do, like it's good in the moment. And then you'll kind of feel like, oh, did did I do that right? And then you're saying like with, then you start to add logic to it. Well, I bought it for the pros and cons, this and this and this and negative that and that and that. But there's more pros than cons. So that's why I bought it. You know, try to rationalize or you're rationalizing your thoughts. So, but yeah, I really think that's really great how you kind of summarize that with how people, you know, how people think and how they process their emotions. Yes, I know we've talked about where you say facts uh, tell and stories sell. Yeah, that's why when you, I think we've talked about this a couple times or many times, which is like, you know, when you tell a story, you know, stories really stick with people and that adds to the emotional part. No one wants to just like say like, oh, like, well, this product can make you more healthy because it has this kind of minerals in it. Well, no one's going to really care about that. They want to know like maybe how many people it's, it's helped, you know, in a sense, or it's helped cure someone else in their family, you know? So you used to tell a story about that. And if it's a, obviously you make sure it's a true story that we do need to clarify that, you know, stories are great, but it better be a story that is, you know, some people that are going to really want to resonate with. Otherwise, if they start to feel like it's that, you know, this is used for the purpose of, of manipulation, then, you know, that's where it gets kind of tricky and not good to use stories for that purpose. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. But I do like how even in your own business, you, even though there's numbers and, and there's a lot of financial, you know, terms and, and, things that you share with in your work, you still add some kind of emotion to it, which is really important because it adds a story and like, you know, buying your time back, words like that, like those will really resonate in how people view the business in a sense, because this, this whole thing, this whole topic was like how to have high growth, turning ideas into high growth businesses. But, you know, just in general, how emotion and logic how they play a, a huge role in what we do in everyday life the biggest takeaway that i got from you know in 
when you're working a company, especially like myself in the corporate world, you have sales and marketing, or they're usually lumped into one department. And the way that Bill Reichardt had mentioned it that really resonated with me was, you know, it's like he, again, was someone who is just like some create, some data analyst. He's very analytical of where the money goes, how they invest. But then in the end, like he, when he knew that his, the, the learning company in his sense, and in, in his case was supporting children learn better, that really kind of, you know, again, goes back to, I think you mentioned it here when I was mentioning about the basis of love. It's really great to have that, you know, that's why, like what you said, like stories do sell because they sell because it's on a, the base, basis of that single emotion of love. So I'll turn it back to you, best friend. I mean, those are my, my thoughts uh, to your feedback and what I took out of it. And I just hope that our, our listeners, everyone, I hope you're liking everything that we're sharing. So yeah, if you guys have any thoughts, please be sure to leave us some comments. But best friend, I'm going to turn it back to you. We'll talk soon. Bye. Hey, best friend. Great to hear from you. And thank you for clarifying who actually described that storytelling comes from a basis of love. And I still love that. Like, I'm so glad that you shared it that way. I've never heard it described that way. I've always known the phrase facts tell and stories sell. And again, I just love like, well, why do stories sell? Because Storytelling comes from a basis of love. It comes from a real human connection. And I absolutely love that because as someone as myself who considers herself to be a highly sensitive person, you know, mainly an emotional person, I'm very emotionally expressive, very often in the business world, often under the impression that you shouldn't be emotional. And yet the best stories sell, (laughs) you know, or the best businesses tell really good stories. I mean, think of Disney, for example, is one of the greatest examples of the power of storytelling, right? And I appreciate your comment on my chief emotional officer (laughs) thing. I actually came up with that as I was leaving you the message. So thank you for this conversation for me to have come up with that. So it was really a collaborative effort (laughs) or a good brainstorming effort on both of our end for me to have come up with that. And I agree with you that the other way to describe rationalizing after an impulse buy is buyer's remorse, definitely. And yeah, it is actually really interesting to work in finance and to primarily be working with men. In fact, basically all the people I have worked with since I started working in finance has been men. And it is really interesting to see how men take a logical view, generally speaking, of course, I'm not talking about every man, I'm just talking about the ones that I've worked with. They take a very logical view of money and it's primarily about growth. It's primarily about like, how can we get more when, however, if you do share that with, a, let's say with a woman, those numbers making more money doesn't always resonate. If anything, it makes them skeptical. <laughs> 
you're like, what do you mean? That sounds like a scam. (laughs) And again, I'm completely generalizing. I don't, you know, I'm not saying that all women feel that way. Where I'm coming from is I work with the military community and most of the people we work with, most of the clients we speak to are the service members. So the active duty military service members. And a lot of times they're men and their spouses are our wives or women. And a lot of times the role in the family is that the service member is looking ahead, you know, kind of looking at the long-term financial planning, like looking at their financial future, where the spouse is often because they are usually at home or, you know, they're home-based, meaning like the way that I describe that is they're the ones who are shameless plug for my other podcast show, holding down the fort (laughs) while the service member is away. That even if they do have a job themselves, that means kind of managing the kids, managing the household. And because they focus on the day to day, that means that they often take on the role of managing the family budget. So it's really interesting to see these different dynamics where, you know, you have people who are looking, you know, the service member looking ahead while the the spouse is looking at what's in front of them for all the right reasons. I mean, if even just observing how my mom took care of, of my siblings and I, when we were an active duty military family, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in the day to day. And so, you know, part of what we need to do with our marketing is to kind of meet the service member and the spouse in the middle. How do we have them get on the same page in regards to their financial planning, especially for their transition to post-military life? And, you know, what I have come to find is that the two things that both service member and spouse want in post-military life is their time back. You know, whether it's that time with each other, you know, with their kids or even just individually. And the thing is, numbers can't tell that story without saying like what those numbers mean. It's like, hey, this is what this number means. This is what this big number means. This means that you can buy your time back. This means you can, you know, explore that, you know, profession that you wanted to explore before you joined the military or for the spouse. Like, hey, you could finally pursue your career now without the worry of us moving again. It's so much more powerful to add a story. And so, yeah, I mean, facts tell and stories sell because in the story of buying your time back, it's like you're buying time to be with your loved ones again. And who wouldn't want that, right? And so I love everything that you shared here. I love the way that you said it or the way that you described it. I love how you relate it back to me in regards to what you learned from Skillshare. And yeah, I think this just makes for a great conversation. So yeah, anyway, that is all I want to add about that for now. I don't have anything else more to add. I think this is a great reminder that, you know, again, facts tell, stories sell. The importance of storytelling, the importance of, you know, understanding that we are emotional human beings. And I think that's a great lesson for all of us to know. So, yeah, thank you for sharing this idea of the day, best friend. So to you, the listener, we hope that you got a lot out of this conversation. Of course, if you want to share your ideas or share anything you learned from this conversation, we'd love to hear from you. Remember to listen to the outro of this episode so you can learn how you can get a hold of us. With that being said, thank you so much for joining us and tune into the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Best Friends Best Ideas Podcast. Podcast. 
with your best friends, Adrian Suzuki Cruz and Jen Amos. We hope that today's conversation gave you the best idea on how to sustain a healthy relationship with your best friend or anyone you care about. If you enjoyed our show, be sure to leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. You can also support us by buying us a drink at buymeacoffee.com forward slash BFBI as in best friends, best ideas podcast. Again, that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash BFBI podcast. Lastly, if any of our ideas have helped you in any way, we'd love to hear about it at bestfriendsbestideasgmail.com. We'd be happy to give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Until Until next time. time.